If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Sorry I missed you yesterday. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, though, I was just saying this to uh, my friend Sean. I, I, you know, it was yesterday, and I was, had no show. I took a little nap, and then, but I woke up in the middle, and I had this anxiety dream that I was missing the show. And then I'm like, all right, I, I don't have the show. I don't have the show. I, I, saw, I, couldn't, I couldn't enjoy myself. Because I was thinking about being on the radio with everybody, but uh, happy to be here today. I'll uh, certainly talk some baseball with Gray Albright later on in the show. But let's get to uh, the important situation here. The one that's being played over and over by ESPN. And we'll just put our take on it, too, because that's what we do here. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Fame player? I promise not to spend too much time on this, but maybe just a little bit. just seems like every time I turn on ESPN, there's just another wonk up there talking. He is. He isn't. I don't know. I know. It's, it's like when it's like Eli Manning, they could get three days out of Eli Manning. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. Is, it, is he helped by the fact that he has the Manning name? Yes. Absolutely. If his name was Eli Chisholm, maybe he's not, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Being a Manning is royalty. Archie Manning, Peyton Manning, royalty. He is. It's football royalty. Secondly, is he helped by playing in New York? Absolutely. Without question. But. That's one of the reasons why he's a Hall of Famer. Because he was able to play at the highest 
peak in New York. Do you know how many guys crumble in New York? Most. Most guys crumble. Especially in baseball, right? Guys get here and like, oh, I can't even th- I, I can't throw a pitch anymore. Eli Manning never crumbled. He wanted to be here. Right? They engineered a trade to get him to New York. But this guy showed up for 16 years. Game in, game out. For better, for worse. But I'm just going to say this. He played his best in big spots. Dudes walking around with two Super Bowl rings. Some guys have zero. Dan Marino, how many Super Bowl rings? Dan Fouts, how many Super Bowl rings? Arguably better quarterbacks than Eli for sure. Do they have any Super Bowl rings? No. Now, if Eli had one Super Bowl, one, would he be a Hall of Famer in my book? Uh, Maybe not. But you win that second one, and now we got to talk. And when you win that Super Bowl against a team that was going for history, going for history, I mean, did anybody think the Giants were going to beat the Patriots? Everybody was saying the Patriots were the closest thing to the to the Dolphins, right? Undefeated season. Who wins? The Giants. I mean, call me crazy. That's like David with a slingshot. Killing Goliath. So I'm telling you, he wins not one, but two against arguably one of the greatest teams ever. That's got to mean something. And in a day where guys can't play and don't show up and get injured, this guy showed up every single time. Every single Sunday. And I, I love that. It's, this is actually one of my favorite stories about Eli. It may be one of the worst things about Eli and one of the best things about Eli. I'm reading a story about the Manning brothers, and I believe it was in Sports Illustrated, where so many of the great stories can be found. And it's in Sports Illustrated, and they talk about Peyton Manning and Eli Manning when they go out to dinner. And if Peyton orders a steak, medium rare, and it comes well done, he gets pissed off. He's like throwing the silverware. He is outraged. He's sending it back. He is making sure this waiter knows that this guy screwed, that he screwed up and the kitchen's fixing it. If Eli, does that surprise you? No. If Eli orders a steak medium rare and they bring out fish, Eli just goes, all right, and he eats it. That's Eli Manning. Nothing phases this dude. He could throw four interceptions. And on the fifth one, it'd be a touchdown pass. Would, could we say that about Peyton? Maybe not. Maybe not. With Peyton, maybe it was about, you know, the fact that he was intense. Eli lacked that intensity, but he was intense. It was inwardly intense, not outwardly. Maybe, right? Obviously, the guy wants to win, but he didn't let things bring him down. That's a talent. Now, is that a Hall of Fame skill? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I ask myself this question as we're talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame all week, and then we're talking about the Football Hall of Fame. 
when I ask myself this one simple question, is this guy a Hall of Famer? The answer is, it's close, but yes. It's close. But for the body of work and for the championships that he's won, you can't teach that. Right? If this guy doesn't win a Super Bowl, trust me when I tell you he's not a Hall of Famer. But you win one, you got my attention. You win two, you might have a yellow jacket with your name on it. Right? For better or worse, whether you like him or not, Eli Manning showed up for the New York Giants week in, week out. Fans knew you could depend on him. And now... You know, you replace him with a guy who you hope, you hope, you wish Daniel Jones is going to be Eli Manning if you're a Giant fan, right? Because in his career, you're like, oh, we'd have two Super Bowls. You'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? Isn't that the mark of a good player as well? You'd be happy if Daniel Jones turned out to be Eli Manning. So that's my two cents on that one. All right, we take a break. We're going to come back, talk a little football, talk a little baseball. Well, a little baseball discussion today. Got to start turning this radio show a little bit to our baseball angle here. So you know what? Let's start pivoting. Let's do it. You and I, I'm Dr. Roto, full-time fantasy, and we'll be back with you right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're having a debate during the break. Which I think our debates are actually somewhat spirited during the break, Sean. I would, you I get would very I, much I so. Well, you, about this. you get very excited. I do. I do. <laughs> you get, you're raising my blood pressure here. All right, listen to me now. Listen good. Philip Rivers is a lock for the Hall of Fame if he won a Super Bowl. Without the Super Bowl, he's on the he's on borderline because he's never won. I agree. Any, I agree with that. Not one big game. Look at his career. All right, Dan Fouts, one what, game he's what won. big game did Dan Fouts win? He's in the Super But Dan Bowl. Fouts was in a big game. He, he was, was in, in that the Super game. Bowl? Nobody was in that game where it was minus 45 degrees. Remember that one on the uh, sideline? Rivers, where they Rivers was in, in some Bowl? championship games, AFC championship game. Yeah, but but Dan Fouts was on a t- – he threw the ball when nobody threw the ball back then. He was the only guy in Air Coriel who threw the ball in that league. Right, He was right. special. You're right. He did, he did what guys do now. That's how good Dan Fouts was. Dan Fouts, honestly, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. He had a good team. He had a crappy defense, though. Had nobody. But Phillip Rivers, look, let me ask you this question. If Phillip Rivers was, a giant, was the Giants quarterback, would they have won more than two Super Bowls? Say it again, sorry. If Phillip Rivers was the Giants quarterback instead of Eli, would they have won more That's than two Super Bowls? That's impossible to answer. It's just impossible to I answer. know. Yeah. So uh, on his body of work, is he a Hall of Famer as is? Rivers? Yes. Yes. It's close. It's, yeah. I think he was a better quarterback than Eli. Right, but he didn't win any big games. So that being said, then how is Eli in? Because he won the big games. Uh, he did not. Oh my the God, Giants did. Do you not understand it's that? Not- Listen, there's no I in team. Come on now. Listen to me. All right. I want you to listen. This is very important what I'm going to tell you now. When somebody goes to college, okay, an admissions office looks for different things. Grades, test scores, extracurricular activities, right? All these things, you get like a certain number of points. So let's just argue that when you go to the Hall of Fame, you have different activities. Record, championships. Championships mean something. It's a piece of it. It's a piece of the puzzle. Two championships has to give you like a plus three or something. No. Oh my god. No. This is the, this is what I get from you. No. <laughs> no I don't want to get is, into this, this debate. This is the brilliant you. debate. This I'm is the just... brilliant <laughs> debate I get. No. Sound like my kid. No. 
we have Big Phil no, in Kentucky. No. He's calling in. He's going to debate you. All right, Big <laughs> Phil. I got to get somebody on this show who actually knows what he's talking about. What's up, Big Phil? Hold on. Oh, my God. There I can't even patch you in. He's in. What's up, Big Phil? Hey, I didn't know I was on already. You are. You're on. You're always You're always I'm here. Sorry. Okay. What do you think? Hey, is uh, Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Philip Rivers is, though. It, now, let me I mean, ask you this. Super is it because he didn't win? Super Bowls. Huh? Is it because Philip Rivers has never won any big game? Has a lot. I think it has a lot to do with it. He hasn't won any big games. He hasn't been to the playoffs very often, and then they do get to the playoffs, they're always one and done. Right. That's exactly the point. Eli's, Eli's been the Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP twice. Right. He's and, been, so, and Big Phil, what about this? Getting to the Super Bowl, he won on the road both times in games that the Giants were had no chance of winning. He pulled out a victory on the road. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the teams, wouldn't they a wild card team did when they won? Yeah. He had to go to Green Bay. Yeah. He had to go to San Francisco, where both those teams were favored by double-digit points. And he won on the road to get to the Super Bowl when he won the MVP twice. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know why people give Eli such a hard way to go. I mean, I just don't understand it. You know, he's been a good quarterback, you know, for most of his careers. The last two or three years, you know, shoot the dang. Everybody gets bad when they get old. Well, look, even Joe Montana wasn't even Joe Montana wasn't good when he was in Kansas City. You're right. Exactly. If they'd had a better quarterback then, they would have won a Super Bowl probably. Yeah. They had really good teams. Really good teams. So I mean, look, it's I, I think people pick on this guy for some reason. He just was never loved. But I think he's, you know, you, you don't get you don't get to that big game, and you beat the best team. I mean, can we argue that that team, that New England Patriot team, might have been the best team ever if they won that Super Bowl? Huge, yeah. They've been undefeated. Right. I mean, yeah. they would have been right there. I mean, they would, people would have still put Miami and New England right in the same breath. Same breath. I mean, you had to. So, so to win that game, nobody thought that was going to happen. But uh, no. Eli, to me, is absolutely somebody to think about. Is there anybody? We are. We were also debating this during the break. If Joe Flacco had won a second Super Bowl, does he become a, a Hall of Fame quarterback? Wow, that's a good question. I would say you'd have to be, dude. Man, those rings mean a whole lot. I'm sorry, but they do. And just getting there means a whole lot. I mean, unless you're somebody like Marino, you know, I mean, he never won the – Super Bowl, but he did get there a couple of times. They never won it. Jim Kelly's the same way, but you know, you get there four years in a row. You just gotta out, yeah, outweigh you, a lot of. Look, if you get there to me, that's pretty close. If you get there to me, yeah. that means something too. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. All right. So, what so, do you think? About, I didn't get your take. What do you think of this Super Bowl? Who do you like? Uh, do you like the Chiefs? Do you like the the Niners? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of the better games that we've seen in a long time just because there's no clear-cut favorite, I think. You know, you've got Mahomes going up against the defense. Is the defense going to be able to stop Mahomes? Or San Francisco going to be able to run the ball, keep the Chiefs off the offense off the field? You know, you, you what's going to happen? I mean, I... I there's a lot of scenarios that could happen. I have no idea. 
I feel like in my heart, I feel in my heart, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Like I want to see Mahomes and Andy Reid get one, but something tells me this 49er team is the most complete team I've seen in a long time. If Jimmy Garoppolo can yeah. play at least decent football, they should. That defense is as good a defense as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel the same way, but I, you know, I think Andy Reid got a raw deal at Philly, but Philly's Philly, and I don't know. I kind of like the guy. He's kind of a portly fellow like I am, you know. So <laughs> I call Andy Reid the big tomato, big Phil. There you go. Yeah, he just has big that, you know, tomato. the big red jacket, the big tomato in that red jacket. He just looks there, there. So. Hey, let me tell you, hey, uh, I'm really looking forward to a stupid bowl party this weekend. Uh, you know what a stupid bowl party is? No, but tell me. 20, 20, 20 some years ago, a, uh, a female cousin of mine, she just moved back to town, just bought her house and stuff. She said, I'm going to have a Super Bowl party. So we all show up, have a good time, start drinking, you know, eating and all this stuff. And we comes time for the Super Bowl. It's next week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's classic. So we we've uh, we've kept it together. You know, it's kind of dwindled down a little bit, but we still get together the weekend of before the Super Bowl and oh, have a stupid bowl party. Well, that's pretty funny. I hope you have a good time, my friend. Enjoy, okay? Oh yeah. All right. Talk to you all all right. later. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. Be good. Uh, that's my man, Big Phil, calling in there. But, um, you know, it's funny. I, you know, next week I want to talk a lot about Super Bowl memories, like Super Bowl games, Super Bowl games here, remember? But I'll just throw something out about Super Bowls. And most of you may, some of you may agree with me, you may not agree with me. I will not go to a Super Bowl party if it's too many people in the house. Do you know why? Because I can't see the game. First of all, I need to hear the game. Secondly, I need to see the game. Thirdly, there's only so many seats in somebody's house. If I get up and I have to go to the bathroom, by the time I come back, my good seat is gone. I hate that. Right? I need to be in this. I need to watch the game and I need to listen to the game. I need to see the game. I need to appreciate the game. So, couple of friends, good. Party of 40 people, I get it, but I can't enjoy the game. Yeah, party of five, that's a good number. That's a good number. I don't know, maybe it's because I have to talk about the game. But, you know, too many people involved. It's not good. People are yapping. I need to, I need to pay attention. All right, speaking of pay attention, you want to pay attention when we talk about baseball right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you want to be the next daily fantasy legend? Go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven day golf membership. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I am a little disappointed here in PGA DFS. I'm ecstatic for one reason. I literally have the winner. I have the guy who's in first place right now. He's a young kid named Brandon Wu, who I pivoted to at the last second. So I'm excited, but I got a couple of guys who were my main guys who have to make the cut. This is where golf kills you, right? When, when you pick Brandon Wu right, but Gary Woodland is three shots off the, the cut. Like, you're killing me. Come on. What do I ask for? Orlando Griffin is plus four. You're killing me, dude. Seriously. It's like I did everything right. I did everything right, and it's still wrong. I mean, Gary Woodland plus three. Come on. It's an easy course. Make it happen. Still it out there. A little frustration. 
tilting a little bit. But if a Brandon Wu wins this thing, I'm going to be a, be ecstatic. All right. I'm in the midst of my fantasy baseball draft, the first one of the year. Uh, and it's now in round 21. And I just made a selection. So I think there are a lot of things that, and I've been trying to cover this draft on fulltimefantasy.com. And by the way, extend to the promo code ROTO50 for 50% off your first two months. And you can follow along with my thoughts on the draft. And what I try to do is go through a couple of rounds and tell you about what I did, what my, why I picked who I picked. Because fantasy baseball drafts, and we've said this before, and we'll say it again, it's like fitting pieces of a puzzle together and finding the right fit. And there are certain things that you notice in drafts, and I want to talk about my round 18 and 19 picks. Because I think... Some people will love these picks, and some people will hate these picks. So in round 18, and if you can believe this, and maybe you can, I took A.J. Pollock. A.J. Pollock, that's right, the former Arizona Diamondback, who is now with the Dodgers, was there in the 18th round. Now, talent-wise... Talent-wise, A.J. Pollock is arguably, when he was in his prime, not now, not at 32 years old, but when he was in his prime back in 2015, he was a third-round talent. I'm not joking. 2015, this guy hit 315, 20 home runs, 76 RBIs, and 39 stolen bases. That was third round. Probably even could have been higher. But that was a year he had 609 at-bats. So we saw what A.J. Pollock was capable of in a full season. In the four years after that, we've never even come close to that full season. In 2016, 41 at-bats. In 2017, 425. But he had 14 home runs and 20 RBIs, by the way. In 2018, 460. 21 home runs and 13 stolen bases. And then 2019, only 308, but 15 home runs and five stolen bases. So this is when you play one of these games. It's called the what-if game. What if A.J. Pollock can sniff out 550 at-bats? Are you telling me in the Dodgers lineup, which is arguably one of the five best in all of baseball, that this guy can't once again get 20 home runs and 10 to 15 stolen bases? He absolutely can, without question. Except nobody wants to touch this guy because he's always injured. I mean, he is literally... Always injured. He has had one healthy season. So I'm not naive to feel that I'm going to get a healthy season from A.J. Pollock. I'm not. In fact, I know I'm not getting a healthy season from A.J. Pollock. What I'm hoping for is about 450 to 500 at-bats. 
if I can get him to give me about 500 at bats, I'm going to get that 2010 season. And I'm going to get it in round 18. Right? When people in round 18 are picking Jonathan Scope, Dakota Hudson, right? Eric Hosmer. I'll take A.J. Pollock over all those guys when healthy. So let me change our approach to fantasy baseball. And I'm going to do it with pitching as well. And I'm going to discuss it with my round 19 guy to show you what I mean. My round 19 guy is a pitcher in L.A. named Andrew Heaney. Here's what I could argue about Andrew Heaney. It's another guy who cannot stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. Now, in 2018, the guy had 30 starts, 180 innings, 171 hits. I always look at that. Hits, innings, pitched. Let up a lot of home runs, but so did everybody. 180 strikeouts, one per inning, and only 45 walks. I love that ratio. I love, always look at the strikeout to walk ratio. And if you get better than three to one, I'm all in. I'm all in if it's better than three to one. Most guys can't even do three to one. Now, last year, the guy only gets 18 starts. He's always injured, right? But what if he can give me 150 innings? So when I think about Andrew Heaney, I don't go, oh, yeah, he's going to go for 180, 190 innings. No. I assume I'm getting 150. I assume I'm getting 150. My job is to pair Heaney with a guy who can get me about 70 to 80 innings, whomever that may be. Maybe it's a starter. Maybe it's a reliever. I don't know, but that's my job. My job is to pair Heaney up with somebody else so that when I combine them, like the Wonder Twin, Wonder Twin Powers, activate, form of Andrew Heaney, and then form of good pitcher too. I connect them, and that's boom. That's my player. I do the same thing with A.J. Pollock. I assume he gets 450 at-bats, which means I have to find a guy who can get me 200 good at-bats. If I can find that, I just created myself one good player. So maybe the guy in 200 at-bats has 10 home runs and 10 steals. So if I add that to A.J. Pollock's 20 and 10, I now have 30 home runs and 20 steals. I don't run away from the player going, I'm never, ah, oh, this guy sucks. He doesn't suck. He's good. He's a good player. But I know he's limited. Now, look, do I go through a draft wanting to have to do that? Of course not. Of course not. But I'm not afraid to do that if I have to, if the talent is there. Ideally, I want guys in my rotation who can throw 180 innings. But do most people throw 180 innings anymore? I don't see it. 
I'm happy if I get 150 or 160. I always say this. Give me 150 of good and I'll be happy. Give me 150 innings of good innings or great innings. I'm excited. Right? For example, James Paxson, who I took in round eight. Give me 14 wins, dude. Give me 190 strikeouts. Give me an ERA of 3.5. Give me a whip of 1.26. And I'm ecstatic. If I, you give me 150 innings like that, I'll figure the rest out. It's a long season. I'll find the spot starter. I'll find the guy who has a two-start week. I'll find the rookie who comes up before, the, before everybody else figures him out. That's my job. That's my job as the fantasy baseball owner. Right? The job in fantasy baseball is to find value. Right? Take value. Andrew Heaney has stuff that should be eight rounds, eighth round stuff. He just doesn't stay healthy, but he offers eighth round stuff. So if I can get him in round 19, I take him every day. Because if I can get round nine stuff out of him, I'm a winner. Right? It's about finding value. And not being afraid to take a guy who may have a little injury history. That's not going to kill us. So let's look past that and don't say, oh, he's injured. I get that. Look at the player. Take the player and then we'll figure the rest out later. That's our job. Right now, we're going to take a little time out. I'm coming back with my man Gray Albright from Razball.com right, right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., 
and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Dr. Roto with Full Time Fantasy. And now, of course, we've got my friend. We didn't have him yesterday, so we had, to, we had to beg him to come on back on Friday. Gray Albright from Razball.com. What's up, Gray? Hey, man. What's going on? What, what happened yesterday? I, I, got, I carved out a time for you. What's up with that, man? I know. Well, look, I got kicked off the air, too. They had some sort of town hall meeting, which took precedence over my show. And, I, you know, I put a word in with the uh, management about it. Okay, yeah, because that's not cool. We need to talk to somebody. Exactly, exactly. People, you know, we can't keep Gray Albright on the sidelines. All right. I've been, I've been, on, I've been on hold for the last 24 hours. Not cool, man. <laughs> exactly. That phone bill is getting higher here. All right. In the, in the, last, in the last segment, which um, you weren't there for, and I'm sorry about that, we discussed uh, A.J. Pollock and Andrew Heaney, two guys with very huge checkered injury histories, but two guys who are very talented players. And my point was, if you're like around 18, around 19 of your draft, don't be afraid to take the talented guys and you'll figure it out later. But you just have expectations that, for example, Heaney's only going to throw 160 innings. Are you okay taking those kind of talented players later on if the opportunity arises? Yeah, no, completely. Actually, I wrote a uh, Andrew Heaney sleeper post uh, in December. I'm I'm a big fan. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk on him for a sec. So Andrew Heaney last year was he had a 14.1 percent swinging strike rate, which was 13th in the league. The top 13 are basically the top like they're in the top 20 overall for starters minus. Kevin Gaussman, but he had a lot of relief innings, so you can kind of throw him out. But you see guys like Blake Snell, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jacob DeGrom, Clevenger. Heaney is on this list. 
he is that good. And not only did he get all those swinging strikes, but he was also in the top 11 for contact made in the strike zone. So not to completely go down this rabbit hole that I'm, uh, that I'm digging my way out of, but if you are throwing the ball over the plate, which Heaney does with very good consistency, he has great command, and you're able to throw it over the plate and induce swinging strikes, you, you have great stuff. So Andrew Heaney is a guy who literally – only needs to stay healthy. Like he's not like he's not like, well, if he stays healthy and he's able to get some velocity or if he's able to find a curve or if he's able to find a third pitch, Heaney is already there. He just needs to stay on the mound. So I love Andrew Heaney. Now, when we approach Andrew Heaney though, my my contention is let's approach him with 160 innings and let's say, look, I got to find another guy who can get me 70 or 80 innings and I'm okay with 160 from Heaney. Do you feel that way when you draft him or do you feel like you're going to get more? No, I, I projected Andrew Heaney for 156 innings this year. I think that might be a tad optimistic, but he has thrown 180 innings before, so he can throw them. It's just a matter of health. I think it's totally feasible to draft someone like Heaney and expect 150 innings, and then say to yourself, like, okay, I just need to figure out 40 other decent innings from someone else in order to have a 190-inning pitcher combined with Heaney. Now, unless you're in a, like, 30-team league and you can't get any pitchers off of waivers, there should be no problem finding 40 innings off of waivers for just a guy who fills in for Heaney for when he's on the IL. I couldn't agree with you more. All right, so I'm, I'm doing the FSGA draft here, Gray, and there's a pick in round 20 that I love, but there's a, I also wonder whether or not it's a pick that you love. Joe Adele from the Angels, I think everybody would argue, is one of the top minor league prospects in the game. But is that a, is that a pick made by a team who thinks they're winning this year in a redraft league? No, I, I would actually, I mean, I like Joe Adele too. I, I, uh, I feel you on, on the, the talent is there. I feel like he can be good. I'm just worried that the at-bats won't be there. I don't, I don't necessarily know when he's coming up. You know, I was, uh, I was talking about this actually today on Razzball because I uh, just dropped my top 60 outfielders. And there's some people who had a problem with me putting Adele so low. But I just don't know about the at-bats. Like in re- and, and my rankings are geared towards redraft leagues. And in a redraft league, you have to have at-bats. Otherwise, a guy is useless and, if, and in potentially even worse than useless because he's clogging up a bench spot and you can't pick up anyone else off of waivers. Right. So, I mean, I, I think Joe Adele is somewhere around 250 to 300 at-bats. That's not a guy that I want to roster. Agreed? Now, yeah, now you, I, you know, that's also my problem with Kyle Tucker, who is going even sooner. I am not convinced the Astros have completely moved off of Reddick. I think there's, there could be problems with at-bats in Houston. Now, you know, if someone gets injured, if Springer goes down or something, uh, as for Kyle Tucker, that is, you know, anything's possible. Like, these guys could find at-bats, but as of right now, 
you know, like in a redraft league, you want to really try and avoid fourth outfielders or guys who just are going to struggle to get at bats. You know, the uh, another guy who I saw you actually did draft that I'm a little bit worried about is Okiyama on the Reds. I, you know, they have Winker and Sensel and Aquino, and then it's like, so is Okiyama going to play every day? Is he going to platoon? Uh, I'm a little concerned there. You- I think there's a chance he could play at least on the strong side of a platoon, but they have too many outfielders right now. The Reds, actually, the Reds would be great. You know, right now, if they traded Senzel for Lindor, it would be like one of the best trades they could do, but... Right do you ever now, watch the great, are, great. They're stacked in there you ever, with, uh, many outfielders. Do you ever watch the show Jack Ryan? Yeah, Colorado? I like yeah, I okay. like Jack Ryan. Okay, yeah, so Jack Ryan Jack Ryan has the the line, follow the money. <laughs> I follow yeah. the money. I do. I follow <laughs> the money. When when Akiyama gets a big contract like that and the Reds are a cheap franchise, I follow the money because that means this dude's playing. Yeah, that's a that's actually that's a solid point. I I feel that way too. Uh, with you know like uh, Lou Bob, uh, Louis Robar <laughs> over on the uh, White Sox. You know that he signed a contract, so he seems like he should break camp because he's got the uh, he's got the contract ready. Right. That's uh, it's a good point. I I don't I actually I don't mind Akiyama as long as he's getting. 420 plus at bats, which he should. I'm just a little bit concerned because they do have a bunch of guys. Well, I always feel it's interesting in drafts. After I took Akiyama, literally within about a minute or two, Jeff Erickson DMs me on Twitter and is like, dude, I thought I was the only guy who liked him. That always makes me feel that good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I, I respect Erickson's opinion. Uh, the, the problem with a lot of the, uh, you know, like I think the 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 biggest issue with uh, Okiyama and just any of those guys, there's you know also uh, Yoshi Tomi Susugo. You know there's also the uh, potential for a flame out where you're not exactly you know there's there's a lot of risk attached to it too. But yeah, no, it's a solid pick. I I don't mind Okiyama. I actually could see myself drafting him. It's just uh, you know there's there's a little bit of concern there. So I wanted to talk about, not about my last pick, but, you know, my, about the last pick I made in general. It's a two-catcher league, and I was at a point around 21 where I figured there were only a couple of catchers left on the board, and I took one when I didn't really like the value, but I took the position. At what point do you take your catchers? Do you like getting a good catcher early, you know, like a Real Mudo or a Sanchez? Are you a late catcher kind of guy? What's the Gray Albright strategy? Nah, I, I don't like Jason Castro either, who's the guy you actually took. Yeah, I, uh, I, would, have, I would, like, wait until the very end to take catchers. I, I punt catching for the most part. I don't, I don't really buy – into, uh, you know, like a real Muto, you know, he's like projected for, say, 25 homers, three, three to five steals, and uh, 280 average with good counting stats for a catcher. But still, you know, I just said numbers that you could potentially get from like, you know, uh, 150 picks later at like, you know, uh, Justin Turner maybe or a, 
you know, Kyle Schwarber uh, won't hit for that good of an average, but he'll hit power. Uh, Castellanos, who goes 100 picks later. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys where I, I understand, you know, people look at position scarcity and they're like, oh, well, you know, everyone's going to have bad catchers. I'll have a good one. But if you have real Muto and you can get instead like 100 picks later, you can get Omar Navarez, who's going to do, you know, maybe – 15 to 20 uh, runs RBIs combined less, you can make up that elsewhere. I mean, uh, Navarez is such a better pick than Real Muto for 100 picks later. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't buy catchers at all. I'm gonna, I, I don't know if I agree with you entirely about Castro. I think Castro is going to a real good lineup if they just pitch him against righties. He's the kind of guy that can hit 240 with 16 home runs and 45 RBIs who won't, who won't kill me. And, I, and I, I, use, I use those words with my second catcher. I want a guy who won't kill me. Yeah, I, I mean, out of fear that everyone, the, the 12 people who are listening, will tune out if we talk about Jason Castro too long, but he's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> he's so bad. His mom just texted me and says she loves him. So I don't know what you're, what you're doing here. All right. Let me ask about a guy named Willie Adames, who I happen to like, but behind him is Wander Franco, who might just be the best minor league prospect. Do we draft an Adames, or do we worry about a Franco? Do we not draft a Franco? Like, what do we do when there's a player who's good, but there's a guy right behind him who's great? Uh, well, I mean, each case is specific. I would say in this case, uh, I don't, I don't see Wander. Franco really coming up until maybe September. I, I have I, I have real suspicions that we may not real uh, really see him this year. So I'm not really concerned about Adamas this year. Uh, but every you know every situation's different. There's uh, you know if you're out there drafting Brian Goodwin and not thinking about Joe Adele, then you're out of your mind. But you know Adamas, I think, are, is fine. All right, so tell us about what's going on at Rasball. You just did your top 60 outfielders. Did you have any comments there where people were upset about any player that you had at a different spot than they thought? Yeah, 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 all the time. People, people always have problems with everything. But, you know, that's the nature of the biz. The, uh, you know, everyone's got an opinion on everything. Uh, you know, for the most part, I think they liked what I had to say. I think uh, people were a little bit confused why I was so down on David Dahl all of a sudden, even though, you know, he hasn't really done anything ever. He's always injured. He's even when he stayed healthy, he hasn't been that great. And uh, yeah. And also, like I said earlier uh, with uh, Kyle Tucker, so, and, uh, and what should we call it? And uh, the other guy said, Oh, Okiyama. Yeah. So there's some questions about the guys we actually discussed. Oh, good. I like to hear that. All right, Gray Albright from Rasball.com, my absolute favorite fantasy baseball site. I wish you a good weekend, my friend. Uh, thanks, man. You too. Okay, take care. That's Gray Albright. you got to check him out at Rasball.com. He and Rudy Gamble do a sensational job, and it's some of the funniest writing and some of the most on-point analysis that you can find. I'm back with you right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. 
Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's Dr. Roto, back with you here. I'm looking for a new TV show, so uh, I, think, I think The Mandalorian is on my list because my son uh, recommends that highly. And then, I don't know, we're looking for another show. I mean, I don't, I don't know. My wife and I can only handle one show at a time because usually she falls asleep in the middle of it at night. But uh, if you have any good uh, suggestions out there, feel free to, uh, to let us in on it. But uh, it's either The Mandalorian and then Dolomite the one with Eddie Murphy, I want to see that one. So we'll have to see about that. But uh, it's the week before the Super Bowl, so what should you start doing? Get into fantasy baseball. Please. 
So I'm going to tell you a little trick, and this, is, this should help you. Go to fulltimefantasy.com and start reading Sean Childs. The dude writes dissertations like I've never seen in my life about teams. I mean, the analysis is just overwhelming. I mean, it's like 10,000 words about somebody. So you really want to, to follow what he does. Okay? And it's, it's really good stuff. And then when you read it, I trust me, it's going to be coming out next month. You, you feel like you're up to date. And then you start to take his, his concepts and you tweak them. What am I saying? What is Gray Albright saying? You take out a few, you know, Razzball. I really like that site. You, you know, you don't go to too many sites because it's like spoiling a recipe, right? You don't want to have so many things spoiling a recipe, but you want to have just a few here, a few there, a few here, and you find the right concoction, right? The right combo. And then you could really be successful, but you got to start doing the work now, right? February is fantasy baseball month. March is big time spring training. We know that, right? But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to thank Gray Albright for joining us. I want to thank my man Sean in the booth for a great week. I want to thank you guys out there for listening. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. This is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.